What we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. What it do, Kaipu? This is your host, D-Boy. Welcome to For The Culture's Podcast. And I'm your host, Bex Bumbo. And we are in the building again, y'all. Yay, yay. At it again, ready to chop it up, chop it down, and chop it all around. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, we've been really blessed these past few episodes. We've had right. a lot of uh, great guests at the table, you know, just chopping it up with us. That it feels almost weird to just be you and I again. And I know, right? <laughs> At the table, it's cool. It's like, okay, now we're at a point where we get to center ourselves and... Reflect. Reflect and chop yeah. it up with each other. And it's just been a minute since we've kind of just been in this space. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. It feels yeah. good. It feels really good. But, you know, as we have been doing, you know, and always want to get into a space where we ground ourselves and get prepared for the episode, you know, we are... We are nothing if we are not centered and grounded mm. and just giving thanks. So, Bex, uh, would you do us the honors of uh, giving us a blessing, a prayer, you know, calling upon the ancestors, everything, just to really yes. put us in a space of uh, of uh, readiness Alrighty. for this episode? All right. All right. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We are grateful for life, for breath, for just people and family and everything that you have given and bestowed upon us, Lord, we are grateful for. And today, we just commit everything to you, commit our agendas, quit, we commit our motives, we commit everything. We want to say that you purify everything that we are giving to you and give it back to us and just greater, maximize it, give it to us in just great form, Lord. We pray for a blessing over today's episode. We also pray a blessing over our listeners and those who are just, whether they're driving to work or listening from home or just working out and having their headphones on and tuning into us. Lord, we just pray a blessing over them. May you just fill them with joy, laughter, and peace of heart. We thank you for everything you're doing. In your mighty name, say amen. Amen. Thank you, Bex. You're welcome. Ooh. I feel yeah. a little bit lighter, you know, on my Let's breath. Let's go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was very soothing. My breath, uh, you know, I feel my breath a lot more mm. since you called that out. So definitely paying attention to that. I know, right? And, you know, as we always do, we like to do a, a check-in. But I wanted to try to do something different because, you know, we usually do the check-in. Of, hey, how you doing? Okay. How your mammy doing? <laughs> right, but I want to do a check-in question because I feel like this will help get us, you know. Okay. Get us started and break the ice Hold a little up. bit. Can I do my ASMR? So we got these new mics in the studio. <laughs> and I just want to do my ASMR because these mics are sounding fresh. Okay, hold up. Let me eat this crap. Let's, oh, you gave it to us. I was going to say, see if they could uh, figure out what the sound is. Making folks hella hungry now. Mm. <laughs> if you got a cracker beside <laughs> you or you got something to munch on. Was it clean? Did it, you hear it clean? Uh, that sounded really good. <laughs> Okay, I don't know okay. why that why that's so soothing. Maybe just for some people. It's America, man. <laughs> okay, so our check-in question for today is okay. and thinking about the word courage, right? And mm. if we think back to um the episode um that we had with Bola and we were you know, she was telling us about how like courage is the word and we've just you know, really adapted that and spoke that into our lives as well. Mm. Uh, thinking about the word courage, 
right? What is one fear you would like to overcome? Mm. And this goes for the listeners too, you know, like definitely think about what is a, what is one fear of yours that you would like to overcome? And if you want to share it with us, share it with us or just think about it for yourself. But uh, I feel like, I feel like the fear of losing my life has been something new mm. that's been happening, especially um, when I have like these really bad anxiety moments. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know for anybody who has experienced anxiety, but you just have like these, um, you know, these symptoms that kind of mimic heart attack or strokes, mm. you know, and like lately just, you know, anxiety has been, you know, my anxiety, it, it fluctuates. I have my moments of ha- having really bad anxiety then I have just like, Great months, years without anxiety, but mm-hmm. lately I've been having like some pretty intense anxiety, and it's like I don't know. It's like a it's like a wake up call because I'm just like, man. Sometimes it does feel like, am I having a stroke? Am I having a heart attack? Like, should yeah. I drive to the hospital, or right. is this just some anxiety shit? And I just need to just center myself, ground myself, and just focus on something that's positive and good. So, yeah, just the fear of losing life, you know, like ending, you know, like and even with a lot of people just passing, right. you know, that that whole idea of like, damn it, people are getting younger and dying younger and younger. So it's like it's anybody's time. You mm-hmm. know, it's like death is not a respecter of anyone. So there's just a lot of those things that just kind of like, man, I don't want to pass. I don't want to leave this earth without, feel, you know, f- fully living my life you know mm. the best that i can you know and giving my spreading myself out there not like, in a bad way but just pouring my cup out yeah making my mark so yeah but that fear I, if i can get rid of any fear is that at least for right now I, I mean you know that really reson I, re- I resonate with that because i think about just you know my whole health journey now and wanting to get healthier and right yeah you know really try to prevent a lot of the things that could take my life from happening, you yeah. know, and with like diabetes and, and whatnot. And just doing that because I want to live, mm. you know, doing this whole sobriety journey. Right. Yeah. Because I want to live. Right. Right. And really. That's what's up. Make a mark. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think what we're doing is, you know, legacy work. Right. Yeah. And so what is. Exactly. What does that look like for us? So that's real. That's hella real. It's just, what it looks like is just taking care of ourselves, you yeah. know, understanding that, you know, we have to be a a priority sometimes, you know, it's like all the time, especially, yeah, even in a fa- family dynamic, if you are losing your health, if your health is declining, if just um, what like your work is declining, certain things that are important in your day to day living, if those things are declining, like you have to pull away yeah. and ground yourself and get the help that you need, whether you go work out, take a vacation, and it's just you and some friends. Do what you need or to do. Or just remove yourself from, yeah. like, family things, you know? Exactly, and that's you gotta hard. got to be like that sometimes. It's hella hard. It's hard in Because uh, your people count on you. Yeah. You know, people expect things from you. You have a role That part right play. there, the expectation mm-hmm. part, the, 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 the fear of disappointing family mm-hmm. members and friends, and it's like... Right. You know, and that's where the whole egoic mindset has to be. <laughs> we have to kind of check our 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 status. Of like, is this ego driven or is this like? Hey, no, know? no lie. I'd be asking myself. We're gonna get into that. 
<laughs> I feel like everything you're saying it's too is, deep. Is, is getting into our topic um, that we're going to chop it up about right, a little right. later. What about you? Um, the, one of the fears that I want to overcome of mine is, is of, um, I don't know how to really say it, but just the fear of the unknown mm. in the sense of like, you know, currently we're, we're working hard, you know, um, to put different, uh, programs on. Right. And the fact that these programs have never really been, uh, initiated before, you yeah. know, it's all new. And so it's all these questions of like, will it work? Will it not work? Mm. Are we ready? Is this the right time? Mm. You know, and, and like what comes with all those questions and that, that frame of mind is like doubt, right? Mm. Self-doubt and not really being in a place to believe in oneself right? Yeah, and trust the process, you know, because, yeah. and I also think that that's attributed to like perfectionism and like, absolutely. I'll speak for myself that, <laughs> that I think, I feel like things need to be perfect, perfect. and things need to happen this way. And if it doesn't, we don't do it. Right. And if yeah. it doesn't, we don't do it. Or if it doesn't, then it doesn't measure up. And it's like, yo, cut that shit out. <laughs> you know, it's all, that's all fear. Yep. And yeah. I, and just like you were saying, right? I, f- I feel like the fear is coming from the ego of like, if it's yeah. not perfect, then then I'm not shit, mm-hmm. right? Or what I'm doing or what I'm a part of ain't shit. When it's like, nah, it's all a part of the process. You exactly. Know? Like we we have to do it to see it through to to know how to how to make it better if it if it isn't good or you know just really have a a, a place. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like a benchmark to work from. Right. Because if we have all these good ideas but nothing ever happens, then we will never know. Right. And so that's that, that's a fear I want to overcome is just like when I'm doubtful in the things that I'm doing to just move past that. Mm. And, I, and I think, good. you know, I think living through that right now is just like trusting the process, talking to folks. Yeah. Um, and really just speaking it out loud, you know, so that I'm not holding in that fear, mm-hmm. um, so that I'm speaking it loudly and then we can work through those things. And even accepting things that don't necessarily play out the way you thought they would. That part. Yeah, you, you've done Acceptance. that. Acceptance. <laughs> yeah. You've grown in that area, though, a lot. I see that. I mean, you know, we all, we all are work in progress. <laughs> right. But thank you. That, yeah. that means a lot. And And I think also, like... I just wanted to circle back to what your, you know, like the fear you want to overcome. Are, are there, are there tools that help you get through your, your moments of anxiety? What are those things for you? Right. I mean, I think it's the, the common tools. You know, just watching a movie. You know, mm. just you know, or putting in podcasts, or you know, trying to ground myself in music, or just a nice walk or even working out, you know, like just the common things that people normally do to kind of relieve stress, like those things I do. But this time I'm doing it by myself because normally I would want somebody to be there. But now I find myself doing a lot of things by myself and I need it. Like I don't allow anybody to get in that space anymore. It's like, just give me that. Just I'll be in the room. You guys go ahead. I'll be in the car. You guys go ahead. I'm going to walk in the store. You guys go ahead. It's like. You just need your own time. Yeah, I just need me. And I just need me for a few minutes, for not a few minutes, just a good few hours and I'll be back and I'm, I'm good. I'm, I belong to you guys now. Like I'll help out in any way I can. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, 
I think I have moments that are similar, but I don't know if they're uh, moments of anxiety. They might be. But one of the things that I try to do, um, and I believe that I heard this through Eckhart Tolle, (laughs) (laughs) the master, is just really focusing on your breath, right? And, Mm. And being present. And so like when you're inhaling, you know, just noticing that you're inhaling and then when you're blowing it out. Right. Notice that you're blowing out the air and pushing through and just really being present and feeling everything in your body. That has kind of helped me get through those moments of like where I'm just tripping. Yeah. Shout out to uncle. (laughs) Shout out to uncle for being our our unofficial therapist. Word. Cool. Right on for the check-in. Right on for the check-in. As always, y'all, you know, our lineup, we got our... um, we got our bruh, in case, you know, folks have forgot, because we've, <laughs> we've had guests on the show for Or if a you're tuning in for the first time. Or if you're tuning in for the first time. Uh, the way our segments run is we got our bruh, which is, you know, just what has come up for us in the week that we want to chop it up about, you know, very briefly. And then we're going to move into our ICU section where we recognize folks in the Pacific Islander community. Brown excellence. Doing big things. And then we're going to chop it up. And our topic that we're going to chop it up today about is role model versus real model. Dang. And I'll let that sit with y'all for a moment. You know, we're going to get into it. (laughs) All right. So, bruh. What's up? What's happening? I had a pretty intense week. I was pretty busy. I was uh, doing a lot of, I was helping out with my church, my church group. And we have, we were preparing for our 10 years of existing wow. in the Bay Area. So. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. So we've been just kind of setting up. We were preparing for 5,000 people at San Jose State. Damn. So it was pretty deep. I kind of loved it. I love community. I love just the fellowship of people and just kind of connecting with like-minded folks, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's always a great time for me to, like, just connect with them every day. And, um, yeah, I just was, like, I was lightweight spreading myself then because I was helping the church, mm-hmm. trying to do work, trying to like, you know, just kind of tap in with you as far as like our podcast stuff. So it was like a little a little too much that I didn't really have enough me time. But I don't know. I think uh, just seeing the the results and just everything that happened that played out today for our Sunday service, mm-hmm. it was it was it was lit. That's it was just, uh, super lit, so I was happy for that. But yeah, I think one thing I will take back is like never spread yourself thin like that, because I was literally running on empty, just going back to back. Mm-hmm. So that's my fault. That's me trying to be cool and trying to be like, oh yeah, I can, I can come, I can help out. But trying to be uh, in three places at one time. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it was draining, but it was it was like. It definitely, I felt refreshed after seeing today and seeing, like, thousands of people. I was like, damn, I mean, we're already a pretty big church just as just one campus because we have, like, four campuses Mm -hmm. throughout the Bay Area. But to see all four campuses come together, it was like, dang, it was pretty lit. And so so you said that you felt like you was running on E. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but. The the end product of today, uh, of today, right? Like really. Yeah. So did that refill your cup? It refilled my cup. Also, spending. Um, I I also had a family event on Saturday. Okay. Which was a little draining. Not not my family time, but just the preparation up until the family party right. was kind of draining. But 
it was, again, right when I got to the family event, I was tired. But right when I got there, I was like, oh, this was good. You know, I felt alive. Yeah. Felt connected. I just love seeing family. So it just, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, be excited. I'm trying to be present, you know, in the process. But yeah. it's like I'm always drained and I I need a new look in in just the process. I need a new way of looking at the process because you're killing me. I mean, I could dig it because what I noticed, you know, and thinking about, like, the workouts that, um, you know, Tika and I have been doing, you know, I, I see her, like, really giving her all right. in the beginning, right? And I And just from the little bit that I know, it's like, you know, we got to save our energy, right, so that we can last mm. through throughout the whole workout. Because if we give it all at, at one moment, you know, then we're going to be struggling later on, you know, in the different circuits. Right. And I think that applies to situations like that where we're with family or we're giving so much of ourselves that, like, right. let's not give all of it at one time. Let's not give all of it. Let's not put all the eggs in one basket. <laughs> but, you know, like, let's just, you know, do what we can and also... Um, when we feel those moments of like, oh, this is too much. Yeah, just sneak away real quick. You know what I mean? Sneak Sheesh. away and take that that breather or take that walk down the street. Yeah, I definitely tried. But I feel you though. I feel you. I know. And I'm glad to hear that you you know your uh your cup is replenished. Yeah, cup uh, cup is full. Feeling great. You we know, got a whole other week. <laughs> ready to attack this Monday. <laughs> Oh man, how about you, bruh? Bruh. <laughs> Sound like a a roar. <laughs> yeah, that was a roar. That was a roar. <laughs> um uh you know, it's it's been the same kind of week for me where there's a lot going on with work. Uh there's a lot going on at home. Mm. Um and there's a lot going on in my head, right? Where mm. I really look forward to the weekends because it's just this time to be able to loaf. Mm. That's all I really want to do. Like I look, I look forward to just chilling in front of the TV on the couch, being just, um, cozy. You know, with just the laying out, just laying, just chilling, <laughs> and, and watching TV, catching up. Because it's a moment where my my mind doesn't. I mean, I'm still thinking about work and still thinking about things, especially with the programming. Right. But I really look forward to it. But I was so so sad because. I missed uh, Biddy McLean Bruh. on Saturday. How you gonna miss Biddy? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It, my um, my boy uh, Fred, shout out to Fred Rock. My bar, he's also my barber, and he's a badass musician, right? He's dope. He put me on and told me that that um, Biddy McLean was gonna be playing at Pacifica, and so then I look into it. Damn shame. And then I see my my brother and my cousin is one of the, you know, the promoters who put this on. And I was like, shit. And I know all my family, you know, like who always go to these reggae concerts, especially over there, was going to be there. And just even a lot of my friends were going. And then my one of my sisters hit me up. Shout out to Punt. She's like, bro, you going? And I was trying to throw it out there like, well, I can't really afford it right now. You know, I'm broke. But I mean, I don't know. I'm going to. I'm going to see, because if I have to, I'm going to aikalafu something from Tutu or something like that. But ended up not going. But it was cool, because I was chilling at home, you know, resting up and just... Living vicariously through your, yeah, your living, friend's living snaps. Through her, living through her snaps, actually. Mm. And it was cool. I'm glad that she snapped out of everyone, because she was in the moment, you know, she was okay. feeling it. She had a good view of Biddy. I could hear the music. Tigo Biddies. <laughs> 
<laughs> your favorite, right? Your favorite. <laughs> no. And my, oh, sister, my sister was like, "Bro, he really is itty bitty." I was like, "Itty oh, bitty, that's cold." Bum bum. <laughs> Dang. I said, well, you know what they say about the short ones, right? <laughs> no, what do they say? <laughs> Please enlighten us. Enlighten our Monday <laughs> listeners. That's for the uh, for the cultures. For the cultures with After the Q. Dark, for the cultures with the Q. Come with on. The Q. We're gonna we're gonna put them in the nightcap. We're gonna redefine that today. But yeah, I was really I was really sad that I missed Biddy McLean, you know, and uh Calify. There's been a few folks who were like, I didn't, you know, like, oh you put me on to Biddy. Especially my sister Pond. She was like, You put me on to him and I'm so happy that she was so happy to go that I just felt kind of jealous. Dang, were the tickets pretty pricey? No, nah, it wasn't too bad. You know, it was like 35, Bruh. 35 bucks. But that's the not too bad. The VIP was uh, shit about two hundred, two fifty. I mean, I would pay I would pay thirty five dollars to see Biddy McLean. Biddy McLean is is dope. He's one of my favorite reggae artists. What's your favorite Biddy McLean song? Oh, that's hard. Because one of my favorites, we actually use it in our uh, our nightcap. Ooh. I don't know if we're going to get in trouble for that or not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we use uh, a sample of it to to take us out mm. of the nightcap. You know, we got the intro and then we got the outro, right? Mm. Uh, but that's from Biddy McLean's song, Walk Away From Love. Mm. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Games is one of my favorites. And then uh, Fred Rock just put me on that he put out an album last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I've been I've been slapping that, been jamming to that. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out yet, I'm about to put y'all on right now. Uh, go listen to Biddy McLean's new album called Love Biddy, Restart. Biddy, bum. Okay. Yeah. Restart? Yeah, Love Restart. All right. It's a really dope album. Uh, I love Take My Heart. Um it's called Take My Love, Take My Heart, Love Restart. I also love Is That Your Reward, and also My Call. Those are probably my three favorite from this. On the new album? From the new album, yeah. Whoa, oh, okay. <sighs> I'll be listening to that on the way home. Yeah, yeah. Check out Beatty McLean, y'all. Nice. Cool. So, you know, as we always do, we're going to get into our ICU segment where we highlight folks from our community that are doing big things. Big things. And just doing things, you know what I mean? Living their, their best lives, living their truths, trying to provide for the family. Whatever it may be, we want to recognize y'all and see y'all. And if any of y'all out there got folks that you would like us to recognize. Please hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. You know, because sometimes we be trying to <laughs> do our research and look for folks to recognize from the PI community. Right. Because there's so many of us out there doing great things. But this ain't one of those, you know, highlight your baby daddy that ain't giving you the money. <laughs> Look, can you highlight my baby daddy who hasn't been giving us his money? I know his taxes came out, so he's over here hiding out there with the on the block. No, it ain't one of those shout outs. <laughs> it ain't one of those I see. We ain't bringing visibility to. Dang, got the to, check and man, went straight got, to the block. Huh? Got the check and left. Got cases. But they do. Upon cases. Man. So this week, my ICU goes out to a young woman out there who is doing big things in the community and for the community. Uh, my ICU this week goes out to none other than Sue Vuna. She's the program coordinator for Team Ikuna from the uh, organization Peninsula Conflict Resolution Center, also known as PCRC. Sue is also the co-chair for the Pacific Islander Initiative 
And her and I have had a chance to uh, work together ever since I started in my position a year and a half ago. Nice. And she just recently became the co-chair in July of uh, last year. And so Sue is amazing. Sue is amazing. We're reaching her one year as the co-chair and just being able to work with her and see her leadership come come forth, you know, and mm. her brilliance and her heart, mm. you know, and everything that she does and while also uplifting and carrying her Tongan values is is just is so rewarding to witness. You know, I get a front row seat at it uh, for all the great work that Sue is doing. Um, she currently is uh, coordinating a new session of um, Team Ikuna, mm. which is like a six-week um, health promotion program where folks right. are, you know, like the community gets to come out and uh, sign up for this program. And I believe actually this coming Wednesday will be like the first actual session. They just had their what their um, info session, right? You know, to get folks to come through, and then now it's um, now it'll be like six weeks where folks get to set you know realistic goals, um, congregate as community, and focus right. on their health, and also have an instructor help them reach their goals. Mm. And so, what's actually interesting is that. Uh, Sue was able to partner up to collab with Toa with Toa Strength, Strength nice uh, with Alex Niwa Toa right nice. which was one of your ICUs from yes. uh, our yeah. yester yester episodes <laughs> 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 one of our elder episodes um, and so just to see community connecting in that way yeah because uh, he's out there in Alameda County right yeah he's out there I believe he's in uh, Haystack he's out there okay. in Hayward you know so it ain't too far it's right over the bridge right yeah. Um, Team Ikuna is meeting in Foster City every Wednesday nice, from 6 to 9. And so if you come out this Wednesday, I believe that's going to be the start of the six-week session. Free? Yeah, for the free. For the free. For the F, y'all. Oh, so if Jesus you, Christ. If, you, if you're looking to get in shape and you're looking to you know, uh, get in community and really address your health, um, I would suggest coming through. Because after this point, it's going to be like you got to commit to the whole six weeks. Oh, wow. And so in addition to, you know, like what me and Tika have been doing with our personal trainer, I figured, hey, you know, we need to support our community and support the efforts of our community. And so Tika and I will be there at Wednesday. Team Ikuna on Wednesday. Nice. So we're going to have our little, you know, three-day workout. Are you guaranteed a six-pack? Getting it in. The end of the six weeks? Uh <laughs> A body like Beyonce? I mean, we could draw it in, <laughs> you know. It ain't really about a six-pack. You know, it's, it's really but just... But they, they kind of teach you, like, some nutritional, like... Yeah, you get nutrition. and you get, uh physical, And then you get to do the physical exercise, you know, in community. Yeah. And it's really it's really dope, you know. And I've never done it before with Timmy Kuna. They've been around for a minute, but I'm just really That's excited to support Sue and her efforts and also to support Alex, Right. You know, because I just love the fact that different parts of our community are collaborating for our community. So. I'm going to have to come out. I'm going to have to come out. Yeah. Bring yeah. Your workout clothes Wednesday. Yeah. Bring your workout clothes, you know, and uh, we'll put we'll put the we'll put Sue's contact information if you want to get in touch with her. But um, other than that, yeah, 
My ICU goes out to you, Sue. Nice. Uh, my ICU goes out to a young Pacifica woman out there in Oakland, California. Her name is Alina Faola. Uh, Alina moved to Oakland in 2012 to attend school. In her first year as a full-time student, she was randomly offered a job as a volleyball head coach to build a new volleyball program at Castlemont High School in East Oakland. Hey, Okalani, what's up? Okay. Um, so through coaching, she landed a position doing case management. Shout out to all the case managers. Case management work for all the Pacific Islander students and their families at Castlemont. And then started pushing that same work throughout the school district and created Oakland Pacific Island Network, also known as OPIN. OPIN. And that works together with the Office of Equity to resource our their Oakland PI students in these areas, which is academic, college and career readiness, mental health and wellness, and all extracurricular activities. Alina is also a youth pastor at Points of Light, and she's a which is a nonprofit youth ministry that serves Oakland youth and the youth directors at Living Hope in Emeryville. She also mentioned that she's very single. And ready to mingle. She really did mention that. Did, did she mention that? Or you, I'm dead ass, bro. Look, look at that. Because <laughs> you know your ass always trying to play cupid. I, I do like to play cupid, but she. Are, I am also very single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not. She, you know, I just had to put that extra, extra. You know, she's looking for a, you know, a strong pi, preferably Tonga. <laughs> Tongan young man but you know this isn't about what she needs. This is to highlight a young woman out there in Oakland who's doing great work really pushing forth, um, just breaking down walls out there in Oakland, California, and trying to provide um, sources, funds, and um, just a space for the Pacific Islander students to really get the support that they need. Um, is there anything that you for, want to... For the, like, yeah, because I know that right now, currently, Oakland is um, going through a strike. Strike, yeah. Uh, with the Unified School District because there has been so many... Um, actually, they cut... Right, they cut some funding for an API program. I believe it might be the only one, but there has been a lot of movement with folks in the community um, speaking out against this this injustice. Right, and right. a lot of folks coming forth to share their testimony. And Alina has also been um, in the forefront with bringing her students right. to speak at these different town halls that they're yeah. having to address the Oakland Unified School District to show the importance of them making sure that that funding stays mm -hmm. in place so that programming can happen for, you know, PI students, for Asian American students, for the whole API community right. to, to offer them, you know, a fighting chance to have support, to have a space for them right. to, uh, to engage in versus being, you know, on the streets. Right. Right. And so there has been such a, big push from Oakland and I know that that's what's up and I know that there's that petition that has been going around and we've been pushing it a lot of folks been pushing it yeah I believe now they're, they're the goal that they're hoping to attain is like to 2,500 signatures so we'll definitely put the link for that as well right and she also mentioned that um you know uh, I think it was last week I forgot what day, but the day they went to talk to the district, all the students that she brought, she wasn't expecting a hundred students and families to come. Yeah, she was shocked. She was like, just 
She was getting teary-eyed. She was just, like, blessed. As community to, coming through. Community you know? coming through. And she mentioned that some came from out San Mateo. Some yeah. came from out here. Yeah. And people, the community came, came from the city. full circle right. just to support somebody. i seen some folks, uh, their IG stories, like Spulu was there. Come on. Folks from uh, City College, from Vasa was there. You yeah. know, all in support of um, our, our young folks in Oakland who are advocating right. for... PI. For funding, yeah. you know, to go to the API uh, programming in these schools. So, Yeah, so this Wednesday, uh, Alina mentioned that um, they might go back and really push push their presence and visibility again to the district. So if anybody, you know, stay tuned to our pa- on our page. We will keep you guys posted and updated if there's anything that uh, Alina plans on doing on Wednesday. But if not, you got to go to Foster City, too. <laughs> um, yeah, also there is, so a, a partner of mine, his name is Josh. He's from APEL, mm. which is an organization um, in Oakland. Um, APEL, you know, is building API community power. Um, and let's see, he reached out because he wanted to really put a call out to folks to come and help support, right? Because just as like you were mentioning how, the students and their families came through as well as community right. from all everywhere. From everywhere, like they really want us to come out and help support. So come um, on. They need all allies to come and stand up for a PISA. They're saying to come out to two eighty six East Tenth Street Avenue um at six PM. I believe this is today, Monday. Monday. Yeah, so hopefully y'all listening to this. Oh, what? Yeah. Um, that's what the flyer... Let me just check this flyer one more time. they're listening to it early. It says, in a flyer, it says, OUSD, Oakland Unified School District, does not see us. We are OUSD. Damn shame. And what's beautiful is that there's a lot of uh, PI students um, in this represented in this picture, and they have a piece of Siapo or a piece of Ngatu. Um, where it says we are OUSD, we are Oakland Unified School District. Come on, shout out to all the students, the PI students out there, man. Organizing, you know organizing, what I'm even the families. Thank you all for coming out. Real talk. In addition to Alina, I feel like we also, you know, like to all the students who are out there advocating and putting their right. voices out there, elevating right. their voices, and uh, really sharing their testimonies and and putting their bodies in in you know in the uh, up, up in the front, right? Right. Like, I just want to say that we see y'all. Yes. You know, we see y'all and we respect y'all. And I have a, I have a funeral <laughs> to, to attend. I wish I could be there on Monday. Actually, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do my best, but yeah. But yeah, you know, if you want to come out and you want to support Alina and these students and just um, the all the all the, the cause, just the cause, just the in cause, general, right? Because this is a piece of. What Oakland is doing, you know, right. like a lot of the teachers are doing in uh, striking and fighting for more, better resources and, and to be seen and better pay. Like, let's get out there and support. But once again, uh, all allies to come and stand up for APISA today at 6 p.m. on February 25th. Show up at 286 East, East 10th Street Avenue in Oakland, California. Nice. Show your love. Show your love. So yes, 
My ICU goes out to Alina Faola. We appreciate your great work. And also for a young man out there, preferably in their like, you know, late 20s, early 30s, <laughs> Tongan, you know, if you single, ready to mingle, her at is on Instagram is Alina, A-L-I-N-A-F-A-A-O-L-A. Holla at you, girl. Let her, let her know that Bex and D-Boy sent you. And, nah, it's uh, just it's, <laughs> And it's all Gucci. All right, y'all. So just, before, you know, I think a cool way for us to start um, signing out of our ICUs, because this will also help me in the editing, <laughs> for when I'm trying to put, you know, our videos together, I want to say, Suvuna, I see you. Yes. Alina Faola. I see you. All right, y'all. So we're going to get into our Chop It Up section. And as I mentioned earlier, what we want to chop it up today about is real model versus role model. Mm. What does that mean, right? Mm. Um, And the reason why, you know, I felt like this was an interesting topic for us to discuss and talk about is because um, this Friday... Actually, here's a plug, <laughs> is, that, is that this Friday I will be um, supporting Poly by Design in facilitating their workshop at Journey to Empowerment. And Journey to Empowerment happens every first Friday mm. in Daly City from 6 to 8.30. From 6 to 8.30. Mm. Um, and it happens at our second home. Mm. The address is 725 Price. Uh, in Daly City, and I will be one of the few who will be facilitating nice. uh, the workshop that evening. Um, and so Poly by Design has been putting out promotion for uh, for the events, right? And they've been highlighting folks who are going to be uh, facilitating the workshop. Right, right. And so they highlighted, you know, folks like Phil Alapati. Shout out to Phil over there. Um, He's the entrepreneur and the owner of Feel Good Cuts over there in South City. Um, and then they highlighted me. And they'll be highlighting other folks, you know, this coming week who are going to help facilitate. Nice. And so in their um, in their description, you know, they talked about how we or how I am one of the co-hosts. On uh, Facebook? Yeah, this is, this is on Facebook. I, I believe they put it on other channels. Mm. But they basically highlighted me and the work that I've been doing, and they've started off with the podcast, right? And, right. Um, just just what we've been doing with the podcast. Also mentioned you. Okay. Of course, because, you know. Shout out. Can't have one without the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just, it's always weird for me, you know, that Poly by Design reached out and they was like, okay, give you know, give me some pictures and just give me some things to say. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't. Just just put whatever. I don't care. You know, like we we I just have a it's such a PI Shy thing. guy. It's a it's such a thing though, like a cultural thing where I don't right? know. I'm not one who likes to You ain't you ain't talking <laughs> <laughs> here, you know, like say, Oh, okay, well I'll make sure you have this in there that I did this and I you know, and I did all these things. Like, nah, just you know. the bio, right? Yeah. You know, it's like whatever you think is good <clears throat> is good enough. And so I, I didn't send them anything. <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't send them anything, and they ended up just putting it together, right? Because this is not the first time they featured me. Right. But what was really uh, interesting was that, like, the first comment that came up, uh, a woman commented, 
Um, because in the description, it was saying things like, oh, yeah, you know, he did the podcast for other cultures. He's an intelligent uh, young man and he's uh, he embodies positivity and, mm. and all this and that. And so the, a woman commented on the, the post and was like, how intelligent can he be if he doesn't even know how to spell cultures, right? Mm. And Okay, I guess, <clears throat> right? And so I didn't even know about this. Okay, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know about this, right? So my mom, you know, my mom, she stay on Facebook. <laughs> Shout out to my mama. She stay on Facebook. She hit me up and she was like, is this such and such? Do you know this person? And I looked at the thing and I was like, no, I don't. You know, so I went and looked at the post. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I took offense to that. Because mm. it was like... What did they say? It said, the comment said, you know, um, how intelligent can he be if you don't mm-hmm. even know how to spell cultures, right? Oh, okay. That was the only thing they said. That's the only thing they said. And didn't, like, end it off with, like, a period or, you know, like... Right. A punctuation in the grammar when when the best. And so, you know, I, re- I retorted. I responded. And I was just laughing and I was like, you know, like, you know, if you want to, if you want to pay attention to grammar and punctuation, like, where's your question mark? You know, you, you don't, <laughs> don't come for me if you ain't even going to come for me correct. Right. Mm. Like, Keep your ignorant ass comments to yourself. Right. <laughs> and so uh, that my comment went there and I commented after my mom did. Mm. My mom commented and she was, you know, very positive. Right. Um. But my mom, you know, she was texting me in the background saying, you know, the mama bear wanted to come out and I wanted to come after her. but Come after her throat. Yeah, come for the throat. But, you know, my mom was like, is she's seen it as a teaching moment where like, you know, here's the podcast. This is what they do, you know, when you're creative and you want to do this and do that. And it's like, for me, what what triggered me was the fact that like she insulted my intelligence, number one. Mm-hmm. Then she insulted uh, this entity that right. that you and I are building mm-hmm. together, number two. And number three, I felt like uh, I felt invisible because, you know, the reason why we're spelling cultures with a Q is because we're queer. Right. Right? And, like, that's something that is very important to us on this platform is, right. is that our, our identity is, Absolutely. is important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so all of those things, it was like, oh, okay, you come, you coming for me? And so okay. I try to, I try to play it lightly. You know what I mean? And I was like, just throwing it right back at her, like, you're not about to. I'm, I'm, I'm really <laughs> the wrong one. You did the Afrotania approach, like, I gotta go through your throat before I get to your mind. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to get to her mind, but I gotta go for her throat. You know, and 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 I don't think that the approach worked, but that really wasn't the goal of mine. My, right. The goal of mine was like to. Put you in your place because you're not gonna come for me when you don't even know me, and you right. don't even know what it is that we're building. Right? You want to judge me off of this one write-up? Like, nah, you picked the wrong one. And I knew that, like, if I was like this, this woman better be hopeful that my sisters don't catch wind of this. And Uh-oh. sure enough, they did. And you know, like, one of my sisters. Went off. <laughs> as as only, they should. As only she could. And then one of my other sisters was, like, trying to take the higher route. And, like, she she did, but she was also very direct, <clears throat> right? And so then, you know, just this whole thread was created off of that one ignorant-ass comment, right? And so this is – so that whole post 
Um, and that whole situation is why I wanted to sort of have this conversation right. on our podcast, right? Is like, what is it to be a role model versus a real model, right? Because mm. the fact that I was responding, right, and the fact that I was pushing back on this ignorant comment that came through, right, then all these other comments started to come through where, like, folks were sticking up for me mm. um, and coming for her, you know, coming for her. And then other folks were like, you know, you don't you don't have to engage in that. Like, you know, we got to think about positivity right. and, <clears throat> and uh, be better and take the higher route. Yeah, like all of that shit is true. But I'm not about to let somebody uh, think that they could do that to right. me because that's, right. not, that's not okay. Right. And so this is it made me think about like the issue I have with being considered a role model mm. and why I like to think about the term real model instead of a role, role model, model is because, you know, like just for myself and the way I think about role model is that like there's this high expectation or there's this there's this uh, pedestal or this this higher hierarchy mm-hmm. um, that I'm standing on above other people right and i never want to be <clears throat> i never want to be in that kind of position i always want to be centered with, right. with folks no matter it no matter your level of experience or what what have you right like i want to be here mm. eye to eye toe to toe you know what i mean right i never want to be above you i'm not above you and i'm not beneath you right. I'm, I'm right here with you um it made me think about like how real model, being a real model is like being able to be a real person, mm. to be a whole ass person, mm. right? Like flaws and all, right? In- imperfections and all, and that like I-, I can't be held to these expectations that people have, right? Because I'm liable to let y'all down, right? You know what I mean? <sighs> Was that clear? I felt that like that was pretty clear. Okay, so I'm like, I don't know so if I'm would, making sense or, but but I just wanted to to talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know, I think about like <clears throat> all of the different spaces that many of us, you know, our listeners included, the spaces that we occupy and the spaces that we take up and where we stand in those things. And like, right. you know, we're we could be seen as role models, influencers. Right. Right. But but what is that? <laughs> What does that entail, and what does that mean, and what's the impact of that? And how do we see? How do we see role models, right? I, th- I feel like this is a interesting conversation that you know won't what we're doing here won't be the be all say all, but you know as our goal is right is to get the conversation right popping. So yeah, I don't know what's coming up for you. I feel like. Like before the whole coming out of Bex, you know, my whole coming out of the closet, before you was pushed out, <laughs> before I was uh, forced out, you was forced out. I was dragged by my hair out. But anyways, no story. Go to episode two to to hear that story. Um, but uh, I used to I used to look at a lot of pastors as role models, right? Some coaches as role models. Mm-hmm. Like these were like some of the main. People that just I I held at a pretty high standard, and um, yeah, my understanding of um, role models during that time was just 
really just just my idea of what I wanted them to be. It mm. was just an idea. Right. Because I really didn't know them up close. But how they carried themselves and whatever message they were sharing and um, just the, the, the interaction that I see that they do with people, that mm-hmm. was enough for me to kind of formulate my own idea of like, you are what I want to be. Mm. I'm not really trying to understand them or know them deeper mm-hmm. than a surf, you know, just very surface level. Like I just was like just pretty much judging them by their works mm. and not their heart. And um, <clears throat> I think gr- just kind of growing up and like, you know, being around leaders who were vulnerable that I looked up to and on as as pastors, I looked up, I looked up to them as pastors, but they were they showed me a different side that I, was, I never used to see in other pastors. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, wow, you mm-hmm. are just like me. Mm. You know, now I can be now I can have a real conversation without having to tell you what I feel like you want to hear. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's when I was able, and this is just recently, I think it was like maybe 2016 where I, I was fi- finally around a pastor who was completely undone because mm. I got to see who they were apart from the platform and apart from the ministry. And I'm like, shit, I got that all wrong. I used to look at pastors like perfect. Like I didn't, I didn't know you struggled with that. I didn't know you were still dealing with that. I didn't know you had, you know, you lack in this area. I didn't know this, this, and that. I thought my idea of you was that you were, you arrived, you know, you're Mm -hmm. like close to heaven. You're like our only way to heaven, you know? And I'm just like to see that there are flaws and imperfections, not even flaws, but like things that they're working through, you know, but that they recognize as imperfection. It's Mm -hmm. like, that makes me feel like, man, I really want to know you. And because of that, that's the model I want to carry. You know, that's the that's model the I want to. That's the deeper level shit, right? Yeah, that's who I want to be. That's that's how I want to carry myself. Someone yeah. that is, you know, is able to lead people, but at the same time lead people behind doors, you know? Like lead people through their lifestyle, through their marriage, through their the way they treat their children, through the way they interact with people. Like that's, those are the leaders I look for now. I, I hella feel that because I feel like I I have the same... I have the same sentiment, right? Like, right. I want to lead people, but but that also makes me f- uncomfortable to say that. Right. But what helps me um, feel centered or feel balanced is that I want to lead people, but I also want to be led. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm never I'm never too good to be led. I don't know everything to be able to lead someone down the right path, right? Or like just to be able to inspire someone, right? Right? Because no, that's those we, are the we, best leaders. We, we don't have it all, right? Right. We don't have it all. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, help us get there and also put in the work. Right. You know. Yeah, I think those are the best leaders. If you're a pastor and you don't have a pastor pastoring over you while you're pastoring, I don't want I don't want you to be my pastor. Like mm. point blank. If there's nobody over you that's kind of guiding you and helping you and giving you like some direction, because sometimes when we're pastors, we feel like we were right here. Nobody needs to tell us anything. It's my job to tell you. <clears throat> that is the, that's how it's been from my experience of like the Pacific Islander church dynamic. You know, it's like, wait, you don't have a pastor over you? Like, who's your mentor? Who's your, They don't have that. They only have friends and acquaintances, but they don't have somebody who is like 
helping them, leading them, shepherding them. And I'm like, dang, you know, like I can't do that no more. Like I need, I need a pastor that's not only pastoring, but also teachable and and receiving from somebody else who's molding that, you know, like mm-hmm. who's able to be a student, you know, not just a teacher. Right. And like, those are the best, I feel like the best role models, real models are the ones that are both. They are, they're great at teaching and they're great at being a student. Right. And like, yeah, I feel it. I feel it too. I mean, cause you know, just, just even unpacking unpacking these uh, ideas, right, of, like, role models and real models, or even to think about real models as, like, a hero, right? Right. There was something I read where it described a real model as, like, a hero, right, right? and someone who inspires you, whereas a role model is someone who you want to emulate, right, someone mm. who you want to be. Right. And it made me think about, like, how, you know, growing up we want to, we want to sometimes emulate our parents. Right. Right. We want to be like our parents or we want to be like our older siblings or right. our older cousins. Right. Or we want to be like who the, we see on TV. Right. Or whoever's successful in your family. Whoever's successful in your Just family. Just want to be like them. Right. Whoever, you know, like is in a church. Right. right. I remember some of, you know, like some, some of my cousins like, oh, I want to, I want to be a faithful owl like your grandfather. Right. Mm. Shout out to my, 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 man, one of the, Best man I ever knew, right? It was my right. grandfather. But like just to just to be like someone, right? Just to be like someone is like, dang, that that's that's big. That's huge, right? That's big. But that's also scary. <laughs> because if you were to be the one who's in that in that um the role model. In that light, right? right? If you were to be the role model, you know, what does that what does that look like or what kind of responsibility do you have, right? Right. So, I mean, we're going to, you know, we can get into this so many ways, but I think one of the questions I want to start us off with, right, is, and this will be for you, Bex. Yeah. And I'll come in too, is, is do you consider yourself a role model? And if so, or if not, why? Good mm, question, D-boy. I don't know. I feel like I used to consider myself a role model mm-hmm. uh, before I came out and identified as queer. You know that, and I feel like I was more looked upon as a role model in the church. Yeah, you were community. definitely in that. You were definitely looked at in that light, right? As Pastor Bex, I always, you know, I always hear this from. Why folks. do I cringe when I hear Pastor Bex? Oh my God, uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, there's maybe because there's so much uh, attached to that and associated with mm, that, right? When, that's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like you know that whole experience was great. You know, I was not expecting people to put me, you know, at this standard of like a senior pastor. You know, mm-hmm. and you know there were some good. Um, there were some good followings you know that I got from friends that I have now still that you know were able to kind of see the real model versus the role model I know Mm -hmm. like M our friend Mm -hmm. she's one that has still stuck by my side too and no and she knew me as both she know she knew me as Bex Pastor Bex Mm -hmm. and she knows me now as just Bex but um and she still sees me the same she still views me as Bex that still loves God and Bex that is, you know, her identity is anchored as, you know, queer. So, you know, I I have like, you know, just a few people that were able to kind of help me out and 
kind of make me feel like, hey, I can still lead from this place of realness, you know? Yeah. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to, like, try to be what I feel like people want me to be. Because I felt like that was most of what I was. I, I was just somebody that people wanted me to be, mm-hmm. which was somebody that preaches, somebody that prays for them, somebody that is able to kind of guide them through some, you know, whatever problems that they're going through. And that was easy. And I can still do that now. Right. You know? You do do that now. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, <laughs> but I do that now, but now I don't have that title. That title over your head, you know, right? I yeah. feel like I have more of the disappointment look and the, mm. and you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not speaking for everyone who you who used to follow me as a role model. I mean, maybe there are some who still look at me as the same, but they just don't reach out to me, you know, right. so. But yeah, it's it was difficult. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of um, fear of disappointment, right? <clears throat> fear of letting people down. It was it was just a too heavy of a burden to carry. I I, I understood what senior pastors carry because that was just too much, you know, for people to constantly like like boy Honestly, people are blowing up my phone. Just mm. hey, can you tell me? Hey, I'm going through this. Hey, this and that. It's like for crying out loud, go to God, you know, it's like, I'm not savior, you know, Mm. I I am someone who can probably help you through and be there with you as you're kind of going through whatever. But, you know, it was just, it it has its overwhelming moments. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad I learned a lot from it, but there's just a lot of expectations that I wish I didn't have, you know, being a role model, quote unquote, role model, you know? Yeah. I hella feel that. Too much pressure. Hell of pressure, right? And there's so much pressure associated with that word role yeah. model. Even in the churches, because I not only got the, I felt like I was a role model to the younger people and even to the elders. Because mm. when I went to like speak at just Tongan, Fijian, even Samoan churches, it's like the elders look at you and put you at a high pedestal too. Mm-hmm. And because they see you as the hope for the young people. Right. And now they're just like putting you at this place. And it's like, dang, you know, it's, it's really, it was really hard for me to kind of maneuver through that whole experience because it's like, I don't want to let down my elders. I don't want to let down my, my young people, but it's like, you know, and, I, and you're just one ass person. I'm just one half ass person. I wasn't even full then. You weren't even full then. I could dig it. But it was it was difficult. It was hard for me to be myself. So I felt like the real modeling that people got to see were the people that spent time with me. Right. That took time to have lunch, took time to come over my house and hang out and see that. Even during the time I was quote unquote Pastor Bex, I was quote unquote pa- Pastor Bex still having a drink and mm. not, you know, and the, the people that were having a beverage with me, an alcohol beverage while I was pastoring were the people that were still able to understand that I know you love God and you, you're, you're normal. Right. You know, you're not like, judge you or like, oh, what? Oh, because you're Christian or because you're Pastor Bex, like, yeah. you should not be drinking, smoking, cursing, right? None Expectation. Of that. Yeah. So <clears throat> you I, it was it was easier for me to function from a place of a real model yeah. than a role model cuz now I'm just completely undone not even like free not afraid That's real as fuck not afraid to watch my mouth Yeah not afraid to look over my shoulder at someone watching me and then you know doing something that I normally would do in the real world Word. So I didn't have that fear anymore so yeah I, a- I dig that and I, I really like something that you always say about 
someone being vulnerable and being so open is them being undone. Right. And just as you're explaining, you know, like your experience within the the church yeah. setting, right? Like I feel like mine is very similar in the community setting. Yes, it is. Right. And, and, yes, it is. And, and like working with uh, young folks and wanting to be before when I was, you know, going to school and all of that and like wanting to become be someone positive or be a positive role model. Um, it was through that where I learned that like there is too much expectations, you know, and like not being able to live up to it or to measure up to it was was not healthy for me because it was, right. it was I felt limited, right? Mm. And I felt caged up and I felt like I had to be something that I wasn't, right? Where it's like I could be that and I could also be my imperfect self. Right. Right? Because like a situation that I can think about that I always think about is uh, there was a time where uh, uh, it was a picture I posted up on Facebook, right? And it was of me, one of my sisters, and one of the folks from uh, from the city. And I was I was hella lit, I was hella high, and I had a blunt in my hand. Mm. And this is while I was in school, mm. right? And I posted the picture up. Mm. And my mom was like, she seen the picture and she was like, hey, Take that shit down. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why are you going to put a picture up? You're holding a blunt and Don't you're over you here know? trying to be a role model and like be positive and you know, like people are looking at you and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I- I'm a, but I could, I could be bold. Like, right. Just because that's that doesn't mean I'm not taking care of business or doing my thing. Like, I want to go out and have a good time too. And if I get high, like, that's what I do. Right. You know, and it made me think about like the saying that people always say, um, who are in these leadership roles or in these uh, these high roles, even in family, right? Right. I think I hear this a lot from, like, parents and aunties and uncles and older cousins. Is like, do as I say, not as I not do. Not as I do, yeah. And it's like, eh, that's such a hypocrite. Right. Right? Where, like, I'm going to be out, if I'm going to be real, if I'm going to be a real model, I'm going to be out there saying, yeah, I'm doing this, yeah, I'm doing that, and I'm still taking care of my business. You know, it's a reward to doing what I'm doing. Now, there have been times where, you know, take advantage of it and, like, reward myself too much. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? But it's, like, just showing that I'm an imperfect person made me feel more at ease because I didn't have to be all these things that people wanted me to be, right? Right. It was, like, really just being myself undone, as you say. Right. right? And and I like you know even to answer the question myself is like yeah I, I once seen myself as a role model I thought that's what I wanted to be but I feel like real modeling is what best describes my my leadership my right. my existence my being your being you know right because even to be vulnerable you know we've been vulnerable on this show a lot too much I mean too much man it's, it's our lived experience though right you know right, what I mean yeah. and and I hope that people you know I feel like some of our listeners may look to us as like, oh, you know, you, you, you know, like you need to do this or you need to do that so that, you know, it's not just all about you, but it's like, but this is our experience and this is what right. we can speak from. We're not going to speak as people who we are not. Living through other people's experience. Yeah, we want to give you firsthand experience. Right. We're not going to portray something that we're not, you know, because then that would be a fake model. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Man. That, that would be inauthentic. Um, and so, and, yeah. And I think, like, I really love how, you know, you said that, you know, that's who I, I can be both. Right. 
You know, and like one thing that um, Jada Pinkett's mom. What, what, what do you do? You know, I don't. I forgot her Let's name. Call her mama. Yeah, mama. Mama Pinkett. Mama Pinkett um, she said uh, on one of the episodes. I think it was like two episodes ago. But she she was talking to um, the young man that was on there as a guest. She said that you can't pe- beat people up with your own truth, or people can't beat you up with your own truth. Mm. You know, and it's like, why would, you know, like people tend to do that, you know, like the minute they find, oh, Danny Boy, you smoke. Da-da-da. It's like, why would you beat, beat Danny Boy up with his truth? His mm-hmm. truth is that he has a smoke every now and then and you, you don't even know the reason behind it, you right, know? Like, right. you don't know that Dan, maybe Danny had a long-ass day and he wanted to go unwind with some friends and that's what he needed to do at that moment to unwind. That's self-care. Mm-hmm. You just totally judged it and it's like, we allow, we can, we cannot allow people to beat us up with our own truth. We gotta stay true to that, to who we are as a, as a leader, as a role model or a real model, whatever it is. Like, we have to keep to it, you know. Yeah. We've allowed too many people to beat us up with our truth. And then it took us back to a place of now we're living a false reality. We're mm-hmm. living a reality that just is only good for the people and not good for ourselves. And, you know, like, it's horrible. It's freaking. It's limiting. It's limiting. It's not us. It's not we, us. We don't thrive well there. Right. We thrive well when we are living our truth 100%. Whether people like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, all of this conversation brings me to an, one of the important questions that I have here for us is, you know, just thinking about role model, right? Being a role model and even thinking about being a real model, right? Like mm. how how does being a role model impact one's mental health, right? Mm. Because, you know, just thinking thinking about that, like, Thinking about expectation, thinking about needing to live up to all of those expectations. If you don't achieve that, the possibility is that folks could feel less than, right? Or feel una- unaccomplished, unworthy, not enough. You know, and I feel like that's also one of the things for me that that turns me away from that term of like being a role model. It's like, mm. No, I don't. I don't want to be that because I can't. I know I can't be perfect. Right. You know, I'm just gonna be imperfectly perfect. Mm. And if I were to like want to live, because I, I think once before I did want to live up to all those things, and it really drove me in a in a uh, unhealthy direction. Mm. Right. Whereas like really just trying to cope because there were so many underlying things that were not addressed right like oh just trying to be this perfect person be a studious person um be a person who does not drink or smoke or whatever right um but there's so many underlying issues that needed to be addressed that i didn't even realize Mm. until you know thinking about being in these roles right and so i just feel like you know thinking about the role model uh, label, mm-hmm. right? It, it it for me personally, it has a very negative impact because of like trying to 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 measure up, right? To the stand to the standards of others, and that could be 
very damaging. I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about hmm. that could, idea of impacting right. your mental health? I mean, where I used to be it used to affect me a lot emotionally, just mentally. It used to really get to me and get under my skin to where it just really put me, it set me back, you know, to be everything I needed to be for the people at that time. And I'm speaking from the pastoral role. Um, but where I am now, as, as and as far as being a leader, if I am a leader to anybody, I'll role right, model. Right. <laughs> but, um, like, I, I come from a place of um, just really, for myself, you know, knowing, you know, because I first have to accept everything that I can give to, period. You know, and I have to accept that I am this, I am that, and whatever. And um, once I get to that place of just really knowing myself and accepting everything, flaws and all, mm -hmm. because if I cannot accept the, my flaws, well, of course I'm not going to be able to accept what people see, how people perceive my flaws. You know, it's like that's the that's the worst thing to do. You know, is to not be first acceptive of your own flaws first. Mm. You know, and that's what. That, so real. That's what can throw people off is, mm -hmm. you know, when, well, of course, if they don't accept your flaws, like, the question is, do you even accept them? Because, mm. I mean, does it, da does it hurt you because you, you, ha you don't accept it either? And it's like speaking to the core of your, you know, the deception of the truth. You know, that's, that's damaging to anybody yeah. who's a role model. So, like, for those who are real models, if you're going to be 100% real, be 100% real first to yourself, you know, right. like... Accept everything, you know, if you're going to show your flaws, understand that you love that flaw. Don't be, don't allow that flaw to be your worst enemy or to, don't even perceive that flaw as something negative, but embrace it and say, oh man, oh, oh, I smoke. I, I love it, you know, because this is the space it takes me. And really talk about that, you know, mm -hmm. and really, you know, highlight the, what it does and whether it's, you know, if it's for a negative reason, then I don't know how you can highlight that. But just talk about all the good things about, you know, you know, how it affects you in the positive ways that you've accepted it, you know? So, like, real models come from a place of acceptance, I feel like. Word. And role models come from a place of wanting to be accepted. Mm. So it's like, you know, role models, I was always at a place when I was functioning there, I was always wanting to be accepted. Now that I'm trying to function more on the real lead, role, real model, right. I'm like, I, I, I know myself. Come I know on. my imperfections. Mm -hmm. I know they ain't all that. But damn, I love it. You yeah. know, like I would I will still go as far as I can with my imperfections because I know I've mastered how to love everything about myself, you know? Absolutely. So I, I feel like that's... That's what real models are. You know, they love everything about themselves. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. Even the feedback from people like, man, I appreciate that, honey. That was really nice what you said. <laughs> and But I still have to say this just to, just to inform you and educate you. Exactly. Because you needed to know. Right. But at the end of the day, I'll walk away still feeling, feeling accomplished, feeling loved, and feeling great at what I do. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. like, that's somebody that's a real model. And that's, I feel like that's what you did. Like, listen, I need to educate you, again, which is the Afro-Tainé approach. I'm coming for your throat before I get to your mind but after that we can sit and talk and have a conversation you know and yeah. that's what that's what we do from a place of real real leadership it's like we're showing you that man shit can shit can really stir us up mm -hmm. but we're also showing you at the end of the day we'll walk away because we know who we are we know what we have and yeah. we, we know what we're capable of you know mm -hmm. so I, I mean even to that situation you know I think thinking about the whole thing with the uh, 
the comment from the Poly by Design post was that like I was owning everything that she was dishing out to me, right? Because exactly once I once I threw it back in her court, uh, yeah, threw the ball back in her court, she called me an asshole, right? Mm. And I was like, I, I'm the best one you will ever meet, right? Right? Because I also know this about myself that while I'm a loving um, and giving and nurturing and generous person or whatever. I'm an, I'm an asshole as well. Right. I could really be... And you're the greatest asshole... Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> hey, that's good. I'm the most loving asshole you'll ever right? meet, right? And I and not just because, right? Not just to be it, but like if I need to be, I will. Uh, absolutely. You know, because I don't because I don't take people's shit. And, right. you, and you shouldn't have to take people's shit. Exactly. Because like, if people are going to dish it out, then they gotta be able to go, you know. They gotta be able to roll with it, right? Um, and and what was just, you know, what was kind of like, you know, I see both sides of of the uh, of the whole thing, the whole situation, right? Right. What ended up happening is that with all of the with all of the comments that were on there, uh, you know, probably by design decided to take. Uh, a lot of all the negative comments out, mm. and you know that's understandable because right, we don't, right, right. you know, you don't want to like showcase uh, drama, right? Right. But I also feel like it was a missed opportunity because it's like that. That just is us trying to hide these these uh, nuances, yes, of what it means to be a real model, mm-hmm. right? Or even a role model. Shit, you know what I mean? Because it's like. Erasing all those comments is like masking or hiding the fact that like this just went down, right? And that I handled it in this way, and that my family came to my Your rescue, my rescue in this way, right? Where it's a real last situation, you know what I mean? And what you can't do is you can't come for people because you don't know who's standing behind them, who mm. got their back, mm. you know. And not that it has to be a fighting uh, anything like that, but I just feel like it's it t- it's taking away from it took away from the whole situation, right? And and I and I also understand because you know they want to promote positivity, positivity and they right? Push that that angle, and I'm all for that. I just feel like it would have been cool too to just leave it there and let that be an example, and right? And also, I mean, I feel like I had something to learn from that too because right. you know something I thought about. In responding the way that I did, you know, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but I'm, I really did question myself and say, did I respond the way I did because of my ego? Mm. And I can honestly say, yes. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. You know, I, I'm, I'm very reflective, especially of all the actions that I take. You know, right. like I know that I operated from the ego in that moment because y- you tried it. You tried right. me. And... Uh, you know, now that I see it now, like yeah, it was the ego, but I don't, I don't uh, regret it. Right. I own it. I accept it because that is a part of who I am, and I will positively right. let you know that I am not the one. <laughs> you come, come for, for one. You come for all. <laughs> no, but you know, I don't know. I I don't know how I would have reacted because I most likely would have would have went the same route, and maybe I don't know. That's something sensitive because this is our baby, you know, and anybody who comes after my baby, I'm coming for your ass, you right. know, like. You Just say, like my mama said. You say one little thing, I don't care if it was <laughs> like, I didn't mean it that way, I'm coming for your ass, mm-hmm. you know. 
And uh, this is this is something that um, we worked hard for. And, you know, for somebody to kind of demean it or devalue it off of a... Insult it? Yeah, insult it because of not being fully informed. It's like, if you're not fully informed, then don't say anything at all. But, you know, we... This is what this is what this platform does, you know. It it make we kind of want to hear feedback from people to grow, you know, and we also want to give people the the um the right to have a an opinion, right. you know. And man, especially I wish they were on our page because especially if you don't like it, yeah. have that opinion. And we would never delete it. Never. You know, but that's that's our that's the culture here, you know. We mm-hmm. want to make room for people to to have a you know freedom of speech and free ha- to just go to town with whatever they feel whether it's negative or not but we want people to just kind of read in these like different opinions and see, you know kind of grow and formulate whatever they need to formulate but uh, you know PBD I, we love them we're that's fam always you know and that you know positivity is really just what they do and they probably they made a really good decision at that time and but had that been FTQ page it would have been lit. <laughs> it would have been lit, but it would have been educational. People yeah. would have learned a lot because we don't. Why? Why are we so quick to delete stuff like that? Right. Why are we? Why are we so quick to hide those things and hide those conversations, but yet maximize the positivity and praise? And I get it. You know, we want to highlight positivity, but when are we ever going to learn these things and learn how to communicate and learn how to like? Oh, okay you know, own up to things publicly and right. say, okay, you know what? I should have said that. I should have said this. I'm sorry. You know, like let l- allow everything to play out, you mm-hmm. know, allow, allow people to see and witness that. But, and they definitely didn't take sides. You know, they definitely didn't take sides and they made the executive course, decision yeah. and there's never any love lost, you know, yeah, of like, course. like, thank you so much to Carl and Naki for just all of the, the recognition that you all give us as for the cultures. Right. Yeah. Um, they did the right thing. Yeah, was- yeah, did the right thing. And this is, you know, this is what brought this conversation about that we can go to town with, you know. Right. Because I think even, like, thinking back to what we were saying in terms of, like, role models being on a pedestal and really holding folks to that that view, right? Like, I've definitely looked at folks in that way where they were once on a pedestal and then I, you know, encountered other sides of them and I was like, whoa. You know, like really, really disappointed yeah. with folks who I've seen as a role model. And that informed my sense of leadership or how my how I wanted to be perceived is that if folks ever felt like they see me as a role model, I would want to stop it right there and be like, no, no, no. I'm, you know, like I'm not I'm not uh, somebody who's above you. I'm not a role model. I'm a real person. I'm a real model or I'm right. just I'm just on the same level as you. There's never any power dynamic cuz I feel like you know role models there might be a sense of uh um power mm. you know with with that uh with that kind of identity and so you know just really <clears throat> really just seeing having folks on a pedestal right it, it can be dangerous. We should never do it. We should never do it. Yeah. Never. You know and so I think to sort of like circle um or not circle but like round up this conversation right some things that we can think about as a community as a people right is that like look at folks as a real whole person right right um because when we start to look at folks as role models then then we really limit 
the full capacity at which we can see people. Right. Right. And know that like there's imperfections with them or that we don't want to hold them to, you know, these expectations where they feel like they can't be imperfect um, and just really see people for all of, you know, their whole ass self. Right. Um, and I think one of the things that you that you uh, stated was that one of the biggest things that we can do as folks who are, you know, are in some form of leadership or even to be a real model is to accept mm. yourself. Everything. All, all of yourself, right? And every all, version of yourself. Every version of yourself. Own yeah. it. Own it, yeah. Own it, you know what yeah. I mean? And and be be open. Yeah. Be undone. Be vulnerable. Yes. To your imperfections and your perfections because right. you're all of it. Exactly. And that takes courage to kind of hold on to all of those things, you know, because people will, you know, try to, la- you know, latch on different labels and just kind of throw it at you. And Word. then you struggle with like, oh, my gosh, is that what I am? Or no, you got to really hold on to your truth, you know. And be courageous. Be courageous. That's that's the word. That's the word for the year. Be courageous. Start talking back and be like, no. <laughs> what you ain't gonna do <laughs> man that's what's up that's what's up oh man thank y'all you know just thank you to Bex for having this conversation you know as always we we always just kind of get into it but never at the at the length we want to get into it because you know the conversation can't be had at one time you know right the hope is that we start these conversations and we continue to have it in other spaces or folks have it and, you know, reach back out and let us know, you know, if, if this touched you or not. Yeah. Because, you know, we just got to talk about these things. Yeah. Shout out (laughs) to all the real models out there, you know, that are just being yourself, you know, just being you, you Mm -hmm. guys are just, you guys don't waver, move, you guys don't change characters, you know, at work or on the platform or off the platform you are consistent with who you are like shout out to y'all and shout out to the role models and shout out to the role exactly yeah shout out to just everyone who is modeling positivity good things you know like this this conversation was just for us to separate the two and just have a better understanding of what those roles are yeah because it's not black and white right, right. Like there's a there's a gray there's also the the gray middle right where like it's you could be both of these things yeah all at once because you could be a role model and also hold yourself accountable and let folks know that you're also a real model. Yeah, because some role models may not want other people to see the free them, you know, mm-hmm. see the 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 behind the scenes right. version of them, you know. So th- there's nothing wrong with that either. Nope. Just this is just a great conversation to have because it's it it was it, we gave some. I felt like it was some good stories that kind of helped support these two definitions, these two characters. I liked it. Thank yeah. you, Dad Boy. Yeah, I'm glad you. that Facebook experience happened. <laughs> <laughs> or else we would have never had this question. <laughs> yes. Uh, man, just want to thank you all again. You know, as we always do before we get up out of here is we want to check out. And the checkout question always is, is how are you going to take care of yourself for the week? That goes out to you all as listeners but also to us in the studio. So, Bex, how are you going to take care of yourself this week? Oh, off top, sleep. I'm going to catch I'm, I Well, you can never catch up with sleep. But I am going to try to sleep six hours or more. 
Six hours, though, is, is a lot for me. So hopefully I can do that every day of the week. Word. So we're going to pray. What about you? How are you going to take care of yourself? I'm going to take care of myself this week by... Smoking a doja in front of everybody and then <laughs> posting it on Snap and Instagram. Talk about nah, nah. real model. Uh, <laughs> special occasions. Special occasions now. Not, not oh, an everyday Lord. thing. But I'm going to take care of myself this week by reading. Mm. Yeah, I want to read more. Definitely take a... Tarot reading. We need to do another tarot reading too. <laughs> while, while we talking about reading, huh? I'm definitely. I just need. To, you know, what well, that was one of the, one of the directives from, uh, Yuki was to read more. Read and, more, yeah. And I definitely do miss that. So research. Yeah, research and just do reading. You know, that. it's really gonna help with uh, the programming and things that we got coming up. Good for my mind. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Read. And your creativity will. Yeah, yeah. Let me get that spinning. That's what's up. All right, y'all. So we uh getting ready to get up out of here. Um, but again, some announcements that we want to just um, promote is that Team Ikuna is meeting mm. this Wednesday at Foster City from six to nine. If you're available and you're committed to addressing your health and you know setting some small and real attainable goals. Slide through. Uh, we'll put information in our uh, details. Yes. And also uh, come out to Journey to Empowerment on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Over um, at our second home. That's at 725 Price. That'll be going on Friday from 6 to 830. Come nice. through. There's going to be uh, free food. All these events are free. Uh, come through and engage with community. Come out and see us. We'll be in the building, right, Bex? We'll be over there at J2E on Friday. Yep. Pulling up Friday. Yeah, so definitely would love to see y'all and meet y'all. Um, other than that, you got any announcements, Bex? No, that's it. Uh, we'll we'll announce um, the whole thing that's happening out there in Oakland with Alina on our page. Um, I just got to get some, make sure, you know, she verifies some of the dates or times. So before we release it on air, so for sure, we'll keep y'all posted on our Instagram and uh, Twitter. As always, y'all take care of yourselves this week, and we will meet back here same time, same place. Yee! Peace, love, week. and happiness. Have a good one, y'all. What are we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.